Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Overtime on the Ice. I'm Jenna Harner, joined in studio by Dan Kovacevic. Phil Bork joining us from Boston. I love that. From I feel like the commercial. From Boston. That's where my mind just <laughs> went with that one. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, starting with the Ricard Raquel, Brian Rust, who goes where, who goes on the top line, who goes to the second line. Because there are a lot of questions with this, especially down the stretch here into the playoffs. And we've seen really good things from both of these guys. I don't know about you guys, but I think one of the most intriguing things is just kind of the instant chemistry we've seen from Raquel and yep. Sid. I think you can even go back to the Minnesota game. That was where it was really noticeable for me. Yeah, I, I mean, these guys, for whatever reason, despite hardly being on the ice together for the first few games, every time they were out there, something happened. And Sid was the first to credit Raquel in each occasion, just saying, all I did was just have my blade there. And they ended up making some really good uh, goals happen together. Now, I give Mike Sullivan a lot of credit for trying them. Uh, it can't be easy for Sullivan with his level of respect for Rust to take Rust off of that line, even if it's just for a handful of games, even if it's just to see what's going on. But he understands, Sullivan does, that you also have to get that second line going. You have to have an effective Evgeny Malkin, uh, regardless of who's around him. Otherwise, the Penguins won't go very far, no matter what the first line does. Borky, does it kind of seem like there's, I guess, a clear answer here in that way? Because, again, we've seen good things clearly from both of these guys when they're on the top line and when they're on the second line. No, good point and, uh, by you, Jenna. Also, Dan, good point, too, that uh, there, there was a lot of happenstance uh, initially between Raquel and Crosby because it was line changes, right, Dan? Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that's the reason these two are on the ice together. Uh, but to be quite honest with you, Jenna, there's there's not a wrong answer here. Mike Sullivan can't go wrong, but he can go right by, I think, putting Raquel with Crosby. And let me give you my, my reason why. It's because we know that Rust and Malkin work well together. We know that already. We're not 100% sure if Raquel and Malkin work as good as Crosby and Malkin, uh, Crosby and Raquel together. So I think that Raquel should start the play. If this game won tomorrow, tomorrow I would put Raquel with Crosby because I think that those two have shown the instant chemistry. You can always go back to Rust, but in the meantime, I would start with Raquel, Raquel with Crosby and Rust with Malk. Phil, I have to ask you, did you get a little cringy when you saw how much Raquel holds the puck when he was out there with Gino? And I know you know what I'm asking when I say that, because yeah. Gino loves the feel of that puck, and he'd go entire shifts without touching it. You brought that up last show, and it's a valid point. You're right, that, that Gino 
can kind of get lost in the soup. Mm -hmm. uh, not disinterested, but uh, just a little bit disconnected when Raquel is hanging on to the puck as much as he likes to, sure. It is an interesting kind of, I guess, facet of the way that the two styles, yeah. and we've seen that kind of consistently. Different you know, players. you're getting different things mm -hmm. from Crosby versus Malkin. There's, you know, that, that's a little bit of an obvious one, but we're going down the stretch here, which is crazy to think about because I feel like we just started the season and now it's like, oh my gosh, playoffs are right around the corner. Moving kind of into the stretch here because there's just going to be so much that can change when it comes to who the Penguins are going to play. Are they going to have home ice? Are they not? We were talking about this a little bit before, but do you really care in that sense? Do you? I don't. How about you, Phil? <laughs> not, not so much. Uh, if you asked me a couple years ago, I might give you a different answer. I thought it was so important to play so well down the stretch. But I look what happened last year with the Penguins. They played so well down the stretch. And I know they were up two games to one against the New York Islanders in that series and end up losing. But I, I don't think you have to go through the brick wall these last six games. Do you want to play Penguins hockey, Mike Sullivan hockey? Yes. Do you want guys that haven't scored or maybe at two goals in the last 30 games? Do you want them scoring just to feel good about themselves and to have some confidence going into the playoffs? Yes. Do you want that chemistry with your lines and your deep pairings? Yes. And just playing the right way. The result will take care of itself. This is too good of a hockey team. Do they need to win all six games? No. Would you like it? Yes. But at the end of the day, just play the right way. Everything will take care of itself. And, Dane, you brought up a good point, too, just the fact that this Penguins team this year has been so solid on the road, and we knew that they were so solid at home a season ago. Yeah, all you have to do is ask yourself, where would you rather have the Penguins open up? Would you rather have them open at Madison Square Garden or in Pittsburgh? And then if you ask yourself that and you're honest about it instead of being a fan, and you know what Mike Sullivan would want, he'd want his team to be playing road hockey, 200-foot hockey, humble hockey, especially against the Rangers who've given them such a hard time this season. Uh, if you go into that environment and it's nasty and it's hostile and it's, you know, New York, you're going to have a Penguins team that's more focused on doing things the right way than if they came out at PPG Paints Arena and everybody, yay, it's the playoffs and everything. And then what happens? Rangers score a couple of goals on you and the place just goes completely silent. And Jenna, wouldn't you agree that might be the Penguins have been the favorite for the last few years going into the first round, right? Mm -hmm. It hasn't worked, whether it's the Montreal Canadiens or the, oh, wow. the New York Islanders. Right. It hasn't worked out so well, right? No. So now you're obviously, it doesn't matter if you're playing the Rangers, Carolina, maybe the Florida Panthers, because you could play any of those teams mm -hmm. in the first round. You're going to be the underdog, yes. and you're going to start on the road. So you're playing some goaltenders like Bob Ross. And again, okay? when have they like, played their best hockey, Phil, all year long? Which on, been, the road, on the road. On the road and that first as game, underdogs. Yeah. And as underdogs. And Shesterkin's not been there and done that, right, Jenna? He hasn't done that before. He's got all the pressure on his shoulders that if you go in there win game one in New York, because it looks like you might play the New York Rangers in the first round, all the pressure falls on them as advantage Penguins. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, this team, we just talked about it too. At the start of the season, everybody was doubting this team. And look where they are right, right now. They love that underdog feeling. They love the fact that this core, when people are saying, oh, you know, is Sidney Crosby a little bit over the hump? Is of getting oh, Malkin? Geez. I know, crazy <laughs> things that people are saying. But those conversations <laughs> have been out there. And these guys, as much as sometimes they don't entirely hear all of it, they hear bits and pieces and they yeah, take right. that to heart. And you see it in their game. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, and thank you for joining us on Overtime on the Ice.